Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have been discussing Chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom or its Application. In the beginning, Bhagavan told us, Mai Asakta Manaha, have your mind attached to me. This me here, Bhagavan, is personifying the Supreme Reality. So the Supreme Reality, as we know, has no gender. That entity is not a man nor a woman. It does not have any qualities. It does not have any attributes. So how can one attach his or her mind to that supreme reality which has no attributes whatsoever? So Bhagavan is personifying that supreme reality in his own self. And therefore he says, Mai Asakta Manaha. So every time Bhagavan uses first person singular, Swamiji points out, is referring to that supreme reality, which is the underlying substratum of all things and beings. All things and beings are superimposed on that supreme reality. So Bhagavan started out by saying, have your mind attached to me the supreme reality. So this is something like loving unknown. In our day-to-day world, we know things and beings before we fall in love with them or like them, we develop a relationship with them. Here we are asked to love something which is unknown. I have no idea what it is, but I have been asked by all religions and all great masters, all prophets to love that unknown, that supreme reality. So Bhagwan is helping us. To love that unknown, you need a guide to tell us what that unknown is, or at least indicate what the unknown is. A couple of weeks ago, Anand commented that it's not that I have to know somebody to love that person. Like, I don't know my great-great-great-grandmother. I love her because somebody told me what that great-great-great-grandmother like. Or because I have a relationship with that great-great-grandmother, I love her. So we need that connection, that link between I and the unknown to love that unknown. So Bhagavan is making all efforts for us to wrap our mind around that unknown. This unknown is represented in this world in two forms, para and apara. It's lower manifestation, lower representation, which can be cognized by your senses. If these five great elements and all the objects in this world. And then para is the Knowing entity and all beings is the world of knowables outside and I have the knowing entity in me. That knowing entity is the paraprakriti which makes me the knower of my world. You the knower of your world and he the knower of his world. Bhagavan said, I will help you by indicating. So he indicated lower na paraprakriti. And then he said that anything that you see in this world any representation in this world is nothing but my manifestation only. 
strength in strong, brilliance in brilliant, anything that you see as unique or something which you can identify through your mind and intellect. But once it's nothing but my own manifestation. In the verse 12, he said, this entire world can be divided into three types of representations. Sattvic, Rajasik and Tamasik. I as an individual divide this world which I perceive in three types of representation. That which makes me feel comfortable and happy, I call it a Sattvic representation. I like him, he's a very nice person. Because in his company I feel comfortable. Then there are others who make me agitated and they are Rajasik representation. And there are third type which makes me really uncomfortable. They are Tamasic type. So Bhagavan said this representation in this world of beings and things can be any one of them. Sattvic, Rajasik or Tamasic know that they all come from me. The good, bad and ugly that you see in this world, you may divide them in separate categories, but know that the underlying source of all the things and beings is me. Me, the supreme reality. All pervading self. I am not superimposed on them. I am not making the insentient sentient. They are superimposed on me because I am the reality. They are just representations. So they are superimposed on me. Therefore, they are in me, but I am not in them. In other words, ocean can say that waves are in me, but I am not in the waves. This superimposition is on the supreme reality of the world of plurality. Kribi gunamaya bhavaihi ebihi sarvam idam jagat mohitam na abhijanati mam ebhya param avyayam. The fundamental question we have is if there is this underlying reality which is same in all things and being, why I can't perceive it? Why I can't experience it? And here is the answer. Everyone is confused or deluded. Moha is not perplexion. I am not perplexed about this world. I really have no confusion that this is me and that's him. I have no confusion that I am this limited being. Bhagavan says it's actually a delusion that you consider this to be you. So therefore he says Moha, this qualities of three types of representations by these qualities of three types of representation in this world, all being the entire Jagat. Jagat here literally means the world. We came across this word Jagat in Isavasya Upanishad. Isavasyam idam sarvam yat kinchit jagatyam jagat. So same word Jagat is used there by that which moves in this world. Whatever that moves in this world, is enveloped by, pervaded by, clothed by Isha, the Lord. So the same, in the same context, the word Jagat is used here. It said, Sarvam idam jagat mohitam. 
the entire world is deluded by the three gunas, the superimposition of Prakriti on the supreme reality. As we have learned that there are no qualities in Brahman, that Brahman has no attributes, but we still find all these qualities in this world, these qualities are superimposed on the Brahman and therefore the real nature of Brahman, the supreme reality is veiled from me. My own self is no different than the supreme self. This is what scriptures are telling me, the prophets are telling me, but I do not experience that. I have no conviction that myself and yourself and his self are one and the same self, although I won't have any confidence. So Bhagavan said that this veiling occurs because of the representation, superimposition of these three gunas on the supreme reality. And therefore, na abhijanati, mama ebhyaha param avyayam. Therefore, they cannot recognize the supreme reality as immutable, unchanged at any given time. Because I am seeing the snake, that's my reality right now. I cannot have the vision of snake and the rope at the same time. If one takes place, other is not available to me. When I see rope, snake does not exist. I know it is rope and nobody can fool me that it's a snake. If I see snake, it's very difficult for someone to convince me it's not a snake but a rope. Two perceptions do not exist in my mind at the same time of the same thing. I perceive things one way or other. So I wanted because... I am right now identifying with the Prakriti. I see this world is a world of plurality. Where I exist as an island and the world is around me, surrounding me. And therefore I said the supreme reality, the connection of things and beings with each other are not recognized by me. Daivihi esa gunamai mama maya duratya. And now Bhagavan makes a statement that it is not easy. It is not easy for anybody because this divine maya of mind is duratyaya, is difficult to cross over. I think this is the first time we come across the word maya here in Bhagavad Gita. And we have learned maya in Tatvabod, where Bhagavan Sankaracharya described maya, yama sa maya. That which is not but appears to be that is Maya. So Maya is an illusion. At the sense level, when I see something other than what it is, we call it illusion. At the mind level, when I feel something is different than what it is, we call it delusion. So at the sense level, that Maya creates an illusion of the world of plurality. Out of the same element, we create various representations. This maya is something like in physics we have learned that this world is basically nothing but empty space. In an atom which is the basic building block for our normal high school level physics, predominantly empty space. I have read this analogy, if you expand an atom to the size of St. Peter's Dome, this seemingly 
solid material, the nucleus in it is of the size of the grain of salt. So, they basically in atom there is nothing but empty space and even the electron itself is nothing but an energy. However, the world of my day to day world is very real with the solid material all over all over the place. My body is solid, the table I, I work on is solid, the chair I want is solid. That is an illusion created by my senses. Because of the limitations of my senses, I cannot detect the hollowness of an atom. But when I amplify my senses through microscopes and electron microscope, all kinds of things, then I come to see that this world is made up of nothing but empty atoms with nothing but space in it. So, that is an illusion created by my senses. The limitation of my senses create this illusion that the world is solid and has matter and the things and beings. So, Bhagavan says that is the divine Maya. This is my Maya, the Maya created by Ishwara. Daivihi esa gunamai. Gunamai, it has the three qualities. This Maya has three qualities of Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. This permutation combination of these three gunas create these varieties in this world. It's duratya, it's not easy to penetrate through, not easy to see through it. No matter how many times people tell me that the atom has nothing but empty space in it, I will not be able to cross over that perception and replace my perception of day to day world because that's my experience in this world that the world is made up of solid material. It almost seems like Bhagavan is saying it is not possible for you to cross over this maya. But in the second line he says, Mame baye prapadyante mayam itam tarantite. But one who surrenders to me, the word prapadyante basically means I bow down, I drop down, I surrender, I take refuge. If I take refuge in a sense that if I lose myself in that higher self, then only I will be able to cross over this illusion. It is something like when a larger company takes over a smaller company. The smaller company has to surrender its own identity to the larger company, then only it can become part of the larger company. Otherwise, it will all be separate from it. So, BBNT and SunTrust have now merged into Truist. As long as BBNT remains BBNT and SunTrust remains SunTrust, there is no existence for Truist for me. I am a BBNT customer, I am going to BBNT. I go to the branch and they say, well, we are Truist now, but you can only bank here for BBNT only, not Truist. You have to go to other branch. As long as their identity remains, I will never recognize what truist is. When they both lose their own identities in that greater identity of truist, then BBNT is gone, SunTrust is gone, now I am banking with truist. Bhagavan said, as long as you have your own identity as an individual, it is almost paradoxical to say, I want to realize God. As long as I and God exist as two separate entities, there is no realization. 
However, we can see in the same example of BBNT and Truist that that merger cannot happen overnight. First, they announced that we have an intention of becoming one company. Then there is a transition period where BBNT operates at BBNT for a while, but then intention to become Truist at some point of time. And then for a while, they both operate the same time. Truist is also there and BBNT is also there. And at one point, the VBNT dissolves into Truist. Bhagavan said, the process here is somewhat similar. Mameva e prapadyante mayam etam tarantite. One who has recognized that the Supreme Self alone exists and nothing else exists, but everything else is just superimposition on that super, supreme being or supreme reality. Then you start feeling very insignificant in this world as who I am. That I actually can't really do anything by my own self without the support from all the representations of that supreme reality. That's my taking refuge in that supreme reality. And then once you start that process, you'll be able to cross this illusion, this veiling power of Maya which is veiling your connection of your own, own conditioned consciousness with the all-pervading consciousness. And he said, those who do not do that, they will never be able to cross that barrier. So last verse it says, Namam duskruteno mudaha prapadyante nar adamaha mayaya aprudgnana Asuram Bhavam Asritaha. It seems very harsh verse and very harsh words from Bhagavan. It's actually just simple statement of fact. Bhagavan said, those who can take refuge in me, in other words, those who start realizing that there is a higher entity than my own conditioned consciousness. My consciousness has no gender. My consciousness has no qualities. My consciousness only expresses through my equipment. If I take this equipment out of the equation, what remains is just pure consciousness, which is neither man nor woman, neither architect nor a laborer. But it's something uniquely different than everything that I know about me. And that is more akin to the supreme consciousness which is pervading all over. But this is very difficult for one to recognize. And it takes a long journey for me to come to that level of understanding. But there are others who are not read there yet. Duskrutinaho. Those who are not doing the right thing. Duskrutinaho, evildoers. But then we have this association with words with evil and, and sacred and good. Duskrutinaho. Not good doers. Pandurang Sastri says any action without gratitude is wrong action. You know, and that falls into the, the category Duskruti. If I have no gratitude about my action that I am not capable of doing this unless the rest of the world, the humanity is helping me. I went to college because my parents supported me. I can drive my car because BMW made the car. 
if I have no gratitude and only think that I am the doer, then I am a duskrutera. One who thinks that he is the doer and sole doer and empowers himself to do is a duskrutera. Because he will never be able to understand this connection. Mudaha. One who is ignorant. He has not come to the level of understanding yet that there is a higher reality. He also will not be able to understand. Naradhamaha. Naradhamaha. Those were the lower drunk of evolution. They are not yet civilized. They, are, they have not yet evolved into civilized beings. They also do not have any, any idea that there is a higher existence than this lower existence of mind. Mayaya aprudgnanaha. They are all robbed of their understanding because of maya. This maya means my identification with the prakriti, my identification with this body, mind and intellect is taking away my knowledge that my consciousness is nothing but the reflection of the Supreme Self. Asuram Bhavam Asritaha. They take refuge in Asuric activities. So there are three words you come across in our Purana. Sura, Asura and Raksas. And we think that there were three tribes. The Sura, the Devas, then there are Asuras and there are Raksasas. If you really see from Vedantic perspective, Sura are the people who have this most sattvic predominance in their personalities are the Sura. They are highly civilized and refined people. Raksasas are very rajasic people. They want to do things, accomplish things, show off things. Ravana is the great example of Raksasa. He was very powerful, very accomplished in all arts and knowledge, but he wanted to show off. So that's Raksasa. Asuras were predominantly tamasic, do not want to understand what is right and what is wrong. That feels good right now and therefore I will do it. So Bhagavan said, those who are not reached the level of refinement in the evolution, in their understanding of higher and lower, they will resort to the asuric activities. They will not take refuge in me. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.com ORG. Thank Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihiyo Shri Guru Bhyo 